Beginning the track, a 52-episode introduction to Star Trek. You don't need to be scared. This, it's it's going to be okay. <laughs> I'm a little scared. I will bring you through this. Well, I mean, so we've already we've already had the conversation, so I know what it was like, and it was actually really good. It was pretty close to what I figured it might be. You don't know what he's talking about, but you soon will. He's nervous because today's episode is Bound, which deals with Enterprise's version of desperately trying to retcon the green alien slave girl trope. Yeah, the Orion, the Orion slave girl that we've seen show up so many times in Star Trek. Uh, they wanted to um, uh, present a alternate view of what they were. And that's what this episode is about today. If you haven't watched it, definitely go watch it. Or read somebody else's ideas of... <laughs> Somebody who's already watched it. Spoiler alert, folks. Jessica did not care for this episode very much. It's shocking, isn't it? Which, which is not surprising. Uh, but it is very much a part of the Enterprise journey. So so even though this, this episode didn't work for you, it, the conversation we ended up having is perfectly in line with Star Trek. Yeah. I thought it was really good. And if it doesn't make you think, then it's really not worth it. Exactly. and, and that's Even if a- it makes you think, oh. Dear God. And and, honest, and honestly, you know, Beginning the Trek wasn't designed to show you the 52 best episodes. We talked about that right. early on. It was, yep. de- it was designed to give you a big overview of all of Star Trek. And some of it you're going to like, some of it you're going to not like, and then you get to choose. So this, it was a great choice in spite of the fact that I don't think you will ever watch it again. I don't want to say 100%, but it's very likely I will never watch this again. Well, and we talk about that. We talk about all that. So we didn't technically introduce ourselves, but I feel like we're so close to the end of our 52 that if you're if you're starting now, you're crazy, go back, do it in order. I'm Jessica. I've also done this in this order. All new to me. Right. And now I'm just reiterating other catchphrases I've said before. <laughs> if you've decided to start with episode 50, come on, go back to the beginning, start with episode one. This was, this was how we designed this from the beginning was, was to be taken in order. It builds on itself. Uh, it built all the way up to Enterprise here. And for those of you that have been with us the whole way through, today is episode 50. That's Enterprise's Bound, which we've kind of said already. Um, and Jessica, in a few moments, is going to be doing the synopsis because that's how it worked out. Uh, so Even though he's so terrified, guys. Like, I'm going to say something he doesn't know or I'm going to sneak something horrible in. Well, it's... I am not the one who snuck anything horrible into anything. It's all going to be great. This is it's a great conversation. That was Dinesh. But before we get <laughs> to the synopsis and Bound, for those of you that have been following along, we just wanted to once again say thank you to all of you. It's We get just a ridiculous number of downloads each week. I mean, way more than I would have ever expected. It's surprising for two people who didn't even start. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think this was going to go anywhere, but it's been amazing. Yeah. Gratitude that we both feel is is just overwhelming at times and for for you if this has been valuable uh, we've put up a PayPal donate button on our website and if you would feel like you want to participate in helping to share Star Trek with other people all we ask is a small donation from you so that we can uh, continue to host this uh, podcast for years to come so uh, if you'd please go to www.beginningthetrek.com and donate there uh, just a few dollars or a few more Whatever you want, we are grateful. Give us enough so that we can keep hosting it. That's the biggest cost. We we love doing the talks and, and volunteering our time and all of this stuff, but it would be good to cover some of that. We'll do the work. All right. We'll do the work. So there you go. All right, Jessica, are you ready to talk about Bound? I am ready to spoil it all. All right, hang on. Let me put my seatbelt on. All right, I am set. Okay. The Enterprise is hailed by an Orion ship with a commander, and yes, he is the ship's commander, Herod Sar, who knows of a planet with Magnesite, and he'll give Archer the coordinates and bonus three slave girls in exchange for a share of the profits and opening up the Orion Syndicate to Starfleet. We totally trust this guy because, hey, who doesn't trust the creepy guy whispering in Archer's ear while watching an admittedly great dancing scene? 
Shockingly, it doesn't go well because as soon as the ladies are on board, the other ladies on board start having resting bitch face while the men are forced to think about sexy things, which makes them aggressive and delusional and really, really dumb. <laughs> yeah. The guy who took over engineering from Trip, Kelby, gets all frisky with Dinesh, who convinces him to sabotage the ship's engines and attack Trip. Trip is surprisingly unaffected, and so is to Paul, so we think it must be the true love saving them from the evil sex pheromones. Trip and Paul try to fix the engines while the slave ladies get put into a chamber guarded by the delusional men, because that's totally gonna work. And we get attacked by Herod Sar. While being attacked, we learn Twist, he's actually the slave, and the ladies are in control. The Orion women escape and go up to the bridge where they convince Archer to arrest T'Pol, who is working furiously to free Enterprise from Herod Sar's attack. Before T'Pol can get taken away, though, Trip comes up on the bridge and takes Archer and everyone else except the bad guys down with a phase pistol. <laughs> the Orion women return to their ship as good slave owners who seem to have no control over being bought and sold as a slave, while our crew recovers from the effects of the pheromones. Side note, 11th sentence, Trip puts a power play on T'Pol to get her to admit she wants him and also gets smoochies. That extra sentence had to be in there. Trip into Paul. It's a thing. It's apparently a thing that you wanted me to like follow. Absolutely. So. Well, it's that's... not nearly nearly as bad as it was when I, in the beginning it's when not, I was just right? like, "What is happening right now?" So so they 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 finally ironed some things out, and that's that is one of them. That is definitely one that got better as as they progressed, and some things maybe didn't. All right, I'll stop playing. Can we talk episode? Uh, we can talk episode. I think you're just avoiding talking episode. I'm so avoiding talking episode. So here's what happened. Mm, what happened? I went I went to copy and paste my notes into our notes, mm -hmm. which you know that we've got set up so that we can see each other's. Sure. Uh, so I did that just an hour ago, just before getting ready to do this and saw your notes um, and went into a deep state of panic. So. It can't be surprising. There is nothing in my notes that I have no doubt other people have not said before me. Does that, that there was a lot of negatives in there, but it may be one of those shows. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, why don't we talk bound? Mm. Let's talk the episode and, and see where this goes. I am ready for a frank conversation with you <laughs> about, about what you liked and more importantly, maybe what you didn't. Uh, well, let's just go ahead and start with the rating. Uh, one out of five, I didn't even pick a thing. I think you should pick a thing because I don't want to think about how very bad this episode is. So one out of five of those. One out of five of whatever I pick. Sure. From, because from this episode. This episode, by the way, I have a feeling is going to have a little bit of language from me and we're probably going to be talking about sexuality. So there's your warning for if you're listening with somebody who's underage. How about one out of five? What would I, what would I pick? One out of five, um, I don't know, beads of sweat pouring down every male's forehead on the Enterprise oh, crew. Those, the weird weights that uh, Travis is lifting. Because they're not normal weights. They have to be sci-fi weights. There you go. One, one out of five, Travis Mayweather dumbbells <laughs> and dumbbells they are and they were okay yeah so let's let's talk <laughs> can i can i can i give my little minor disclaimer before we really break into this yes because i do want to give just a tiny little disclaimer on this so when when i started to create this track I, I I made a really strong. I knew what my thirteen were for the for the original series. I had a, a almost everything for the first half for for all of TNG. By the time that we were into recording, and mm -hmm. you had talked about that Orion slave girl so powerfully in the cage mm -hmm. when we were there, leaves an impression. And it does leave an impression. Not just with me. That image of the green dancing girl is undeniably related to Star Trek. Yes. And so I immediately went in my mind to, there's a really interesting retcon. And I even remembered what the retcon was, how it's not the men who are, you know, the whole, in charge. the whole juxtaposition thing. Sure. Which, it's not like I'm going to spoil it. We, I think we spoiled it a few minutes ago. I think you spoiled it a few minutes ago, but I liked the idea of letting you see it and see if this retcon worked and i sort of had remembered it working well i started talking to you about it over the last seven eight nine ten months mm -hmm. and it was on the recordings and pretty soon it, it became just a part of the track because i 
it was it was just on there because we'd already talked about it. Sure. And the more and the more I've watched it over the last couple of weeks as I was getting ready for it, the more I began to really wonder whether I'd made the right choice on putting Bound in here. Mm-hmm. Here's why I think I did. Make the right choice. Make the right choice. Okay. Because Star Trek is about morality tales and it's about creating conversations. And I have a feeling we're about to have one. Oh, I hope so. Because if we don't have a conversation around this, then it literally is irredeemable. Yeah. I want you to know that there are parts of this episode that I do enjoy. Uh, and I'm not talking about the just the dancing girl stuff and that kind of like, I mean, well, you know. Well, that's kind of funny because that's actually one of my few things was... That was a nice dance. It was a great the dance. The choreography was very lovely. Mm-hmm. It was shot beautifully. These actresses that I did not look up their names, um, and I don't actually remember them being called by name except for the the main one, Navar. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Who's the leader? Right. And apparently in charge of everyone. Uh, they actually played their parts unbelievably well. I thought that they did a great job for being especially covered in green and given not much to wear. And if this had just been like a dancing thing, if they had done that mm-hmm. as like a ballet or uh, something like that, and it wasn't attached to this god awful story, it would have been amazing. It got a star. It got a star. <laughs> It got the default. Basically. So so visually, I thought it was interesting. I thought, I, I so I like parts of it. I, I like mm-hmm. the idea that they were trying to, that they were trying to present. The idea of that the men are actually the slaves after all. But as a man, mm-hmm. I was embarrassed to look at all these crew members. And all I could keep saying was, they're under the influence. They're under the influence. They're under the influence. But they were so dumb. Yes. And they were so, like, it's almost like the director said, can you play more distracted? Can you be even, like, more over the, it just, it's, it was so inauthentic to me. It just didn't, it didn't, it didn't mesh up with. It, <laughs> it played, uh-huh, you're not the only one there. You've helped it too. No, you're not, you're not. And I love the idea of, of exploring this, the juxtaposition that the women are actually in charge. It, 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 it's such a great idea. It's not true. It's so incredibly obviously not true that as to be one of the most ridiculous and blatant lies, that's how obviously untrue this one line thrown in to somehow validate this idea is so off base. Well, tell me what makes you say that it's not true, because from one perspective, I can I felt like that that was a that, that they were playing it authentically. And from the other side, I didn't. Whose ship is it? Uh, he says it's his. It is his. Every time we refer to it, it's his. Every time we've seen a slave girl up for auction, mm-hmm. she's being sold. Every single reference to this. So it's not like they've kept some big secret that, oh, they they are in charge, but it's a secret. It, no, they were never in charge. And you threw out this line as though it's going to save something. And it doesn't. It doesn't save anything to the point where I don't even believe that it's true. And it, it actively annoys me because instead of giving me a story that would have made that true and exploring who these three women are, who they are in their culture, all you did was slap that line and continue with the glorification of everything that was the original series. Every single thing that makes you awkward and uncomfortable in watching the original series was brought back. Only now, it doesn't even have the hysteristalgia around it. It was made in 2005, and it's so freaking tone-deaf and not woke that you can't even watch it without being, hopefully, horrified. And yes, I'm taking it too seriously, but in some ways, I'm not. Because Star Trek takes itself seriously. Well, and we take our Star Trek and seriously. Yes, we do. And you do, too, now. I do. You I do, too. Them. And you demand excellence from it. Yes. And in 2005, with these production values, with this access to money that you can spend, um, you don't need to be spending it on painting girls green so that it can fulfill, fulfill some male gaze as to make it one of the worst episodes of Star Trek that I've ever seen. And here it is, one of my 52. But it's it's good that I see this because it actually gives me something to talk about, even when other people are like, ugh, Enterprise. 
And other people are like, I like Enterprise and here's why. And they have all these valid reasons. And so do the other people who are like, Enterprise is the worst thing ever and here's why. So this is a more complete picture of Star Trek. In my mind, it's not a bad thing to put on here. Okay, good, good. And 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 um and that's listen, every every one of our series I think you've had I don't think you've ever had a one. I can't remember if you've ever had a one. I might have given a one to the pilot for DS9. I really Deep, for Deep Space really Nine. hated that pilot. Come on, don't you want to talk with the with the prophets about baseball some more? I just would love to. <laughs> It's interesting that you said that because I was trying to figure out where it was that I felt they went off. They get this fantastic moment where they talk about the turn. Yes. They talk about, ah, you finally understand it's not the women who are the slaves, it's the men. Mm -hmm. And he's a slave too, right? But from your perspective, apart from that moment, everything else plays out completely as though the women are the slaves. Yes, there is no change between saying that and not saying that. From the perspective of the male, mm -hmm. I actually believed him. I believed that he was under orders. But from the perspective of the females, from the women, mm -hmm. I just didn't believe that they were in charge of anything, that they were behind this dastardly plan because once the reveal happened... Nothing? Yeah. All they did was, was just walk onto the bridge... You know, at the end, because, of course, for some reason, three palpitating male guards are the right choice to leave with those three women. Well, the only thing I can think for that is that there's literal only, literally only women. The only women on board are there to be like, oh, they're giving me a headache, those bitches. Uh. Or to slap the guy next to them and be like, hey, pay attention to the screen. Because I've never seen those women on board before. So they must exist. But, you know, maybe maybe all of the women on Enterprise are slaves. Because we're totally cool with that. Just let's not. It did not deal with the slavery issue at all as much as it dealt with the sexuality. And that was a sticking point with me. And what the, what's interesting is the, the thing that I remembered from this episode the most was that moment. I didn't remember hardly anything at all except that and started talking about it. And as we got closer and closer, I realized that while it does attempt a retcon of, of sorts, mm -hmm. recognize that it doesn't really do, do what it says it mm -mm. does. He just sort of says it. He doesn't actually do it. Although from, I do believe that he believes he's a slave. I just don't believe that they were masters. They just didn't strike me as actually being in charge. They had no lines that said, we've been behind this the whole time. Here's what we've been doing. Anything like that. To How about any character reveal at all? How about any story for the three of these women at all? There was none. They were there to be yeah. green boobs on a screen. If you're going to say that this is like a third wave feminism thing where, oh, they're empowered because of their sexuality. You didn't show me that. You didn't show me them being empowered at all. You showed me them getting not what they wanted because even though they used their sexuality as a weapon um, and seemed to be really appreciative of all the reactions and playing off of that, they didn't get anything and they didn't get any kind of uh, consequences at all. It's funny my writer's brain is starting to, to, to go on what this could and have been. And it could have been amazing. Because the, the, the idea is beautiful. The idea that the men are the slaves is a really fun one to play with and explore. And they did it and so if, wrong. if they start out with these women, or at least one of the women, as the seductress, mm -hmm. just like they've got her, because that's what we all see right. her as, and then we get the reveal, and then we see her take on new personas. Suddenly she's not necessarily the seductress. Maybe she's the action star that breaks out of the jail. Maybe she's the, you know, the, the technology person that, that takes over the ship. Maybe she, something where she's got another power. And that was what was missing was there was no empowerment beyond the sexuality of these women. And there was really no empowerment beyond the intimidation of the man either. It very much plays both ways. It very much does. Both of them were very kind of two-dimensional versions. And they, they, they wanted to do something. Hmm, now I'm seeing it because yeah. I've been a writer. I've, I've written and I've gone back and I've read and I said, why is this so flat? And what it is is the characters were an idea. They weren't actually real. And they didn't have 
things at stake and stuff like that. And these characters are flat. They don't have anything at stake. Big bad green guy wants to intimidate and eventually grab Archer's ship. Mm -hmm. And he's going to do it by first being somewhat charming and slightly intimidating and get more intimidating as he goes. Okay, big deal. What else does he want? Who else is he? Who cares? Nobody. He's He's the big green guy. And then beautiful green girl... Is, wants to seduce and seduce and seduce, and then we reveal that she's really in charge, and then what does she do when she she's is in charge? charge, and we all know it? Nothing. Seduce and seduce and seduce until we finally just shoot our own people. Which, what the what hell? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell was that? Trip shoots his own captain. Yes. Shoot the girls. Yes. What is so, it is so wrong. But I have other, the the next probably giant chunk, no, the next giant chunk of this is going to be my problem with Trip, and then we're going to get on to Trip and Paul. But the only thing, the sexuality that these girls have is as a weapon. There is no connection or comfort or anything to the point where Trip and Paul are protected by this, let's pretend it's Vulcan, but the message is, oh, they have real love, and that's why they're unaffected. Really, it it struck me so hard. I I did get the true love conquers all. Their version, of, yeah. In very. the in the background, even the Tapal trip, true yeah. loveish kind of enterprisey, whatever it's been and continues to be. We'll talk more about that. There was a very real juxtaposition there, and it bothered me. Even if they weren't intending to say it, they said it. They said this is what bad sex looks like, and this is what good love looks like. This is the thing that will hurt you, and this is the thing that will save you. Very much the undertones of that, and it really bugs me. Enough said on that. <laughs> I'm not going to add more to that. I saw my own versions of... I wish they had, um, I don't know, something. The Romulan commander is a better example of like sex as a weapon. I've, I've liked her, and then the consequences from her... Not, I, I still think that's one of the most fascinating characters was that, that story with her. Oh, and, she's and great, Spock. yeah. She, she didn't even get mm-hmm. a freaking name. So, if you are going to make fun of Star Trek or do a parody that's like super pulpy 60s, we have a suggestion for y'all. Don't glorify the worst parts of it. <laughs> like, also, don't make your audience into that stigma. Because that's not what I've found. The audience for Star Trek is not the immature, inexperienced, sexually capped in sweatpants. No, we're actually not. And it bothers, it bothers, I would hope that that would bother everyone. The danger, and this is, it's the danger. Star Trek does have a history of some really great self-deprecation in its humor. It can look back at things and recognize, and there was some of that. The the mention of the Gorn. Yes. That was a pretty funny line. Yes. But one funny line is not going to save a whole misguided thing. I understand where they were going with that. We're gonna we're gonna show some continuity. We're gonna go back, and I have loved the pulpy feel that Enterprise has because there's something about that that's just good old sci-fi fun. When it hits, it hits, and and when it's a subject that's already controversial. And maybe a little more controversial today than it was back when it came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, Let's talk about Trip and T'Pol. Okay. So we're going to skip over the dumbass decisions made in this episode. We could list those for at least 30 minutes. Things like leaving leaving true completely affected guards to guard the to guard the women. Recognizing that there's uh, evil pheromones on board and doing nothing about it. Flox, come right. on. Although Flox was very entertaining in this episode. I love him. He's he's taking uppers. He's just, he's just he's everything up. that actor does in this reminds me of Spock knowing or um of Leonard Nimoy knowing Spock so well. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. He knew Flox inside and out, even to the point where you're like, why are you making these horrible decisions? Yeah. Because that's what Flox would do. I, I have just really loved his, his, the face, the limping, the, yeah, the way he looks. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wait till the next episode. You're really going to like Really going to like it? Yay. He's, he's fun. Oh, because I'm going to get to see evil. Uh, evil flocks, cool. I'm excited about this. Mirror universe. So yeah, we'll get to that shortly. Yeah. Uh, see, and that's another one. I I have no choice. That had to have been on the track since almost the beginning. But I, this one, if you remember last week when I was saying I can't believe I'm actually going to suggest this, <laughs> I didn't know where this this one would go. 
I don't see how it doesn't go this way. Because either you see these things or you ignore them. They're there. Well, everybody sees different things. And I, I, I'm i starting to see more in this or less in this. That's the thing that's missing. The things that are there, I think, should be there. The, the, the women being sexual, especially at first. The men being intimidating, especially at mm-hmm. first. The switch, all stuff that should be there. And then when the switch happens, more stuff should be there. Very much. And they go right back to the same stuff they were doing before. You're right. It, you have hit the nail on the head. I was going to ask you what you thought of Mayweather's weightlifting routine, but... I'm not going to lie. He looks amazing, but so do those dancers. Yeah. It's not the fact that they don't look good. That's not... Yeah. They look great. <laughs> I get that you appreciate beauty in all of its forms and that you don't have a problem with that dancing. You enjoyed the dancing. Yeah. It was... Re- well, I enjoyed it a little bit more than original series because it was... Re- when the three of them came out uh, from the one, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then it was completely ruined by the dudes talking. (laughs) Sorry. Because there was the guy whispering like, oh, don't you want to do her in another guy's ear? Not very much unlike the moment in the cage where I was like, why is he talking to him like this while she's dancing? It's gross. gross. I believe they were doing exactly that, was trying to pay homage to that exact scene. So, so, and... Were they... And you had the same feeling. I had, well, that's it. You didn't give me anything but the same exact disgust. Why would you present me with the same exact moment when you know it causes disgust and then not do something with that? Then all yeah. I have is still the disgust. Anyway, so I think we've made it pretty clear on that. Want to talk about Trip and Paul? Yeah, Trip and Paul. There's a huge tone shift in this episode. Between the two of them. Uh, well, between like the Green Dancers and then what Tripp and Paul are doing. Mm-hmm. They get back together. The will they, won't they? Yes. I have seen a little bit of what's going on with the two of them. They've made it a little bit nicer from that super awkward gel scene at the very beginning where I was like, what is happening? This is weird and gross. To to, flo- to Phlox the Neuropressure Pimp. They've actually developed, I saw her, uh, I watched the episode where she gets married. Right, and then, oh, so you watched Seesaw Home. Yeah, that right? was and, so and weird. And then you see them get together, kind of. You see you see Sim grow up in similitude. Similitude. Mm-hmm. I did it again. And I think that's the first time where they have a kiss, even though it's not really him. Exactly, but that's the moment where she begins to see what's possible there. He kind of had, I think. He keeps inviting her to movies and things like that. They both play hard to get with each other. Well, she, I think, has the Vulcan thing, although she's really, really not very Vulcan, in my opinion. Isn't it interesting that the Vulcans that get away from Vulcan end up being the ones you seem to like the most? Spock had a whole half-human thing going on, Mm -hmm. so his emotions which he kept way tampered down compared to T'Pol. It's just odd. And then you have the whole thing of like, how do you play having emotions when you're playing a character who's supposed to always be suppressing their emotions and not have it come off on screen as like the worst acting of all time? Because I don't know how to do that. Well, I think very few people would know how to do that. Well, she's she, her character has definitely shifted. It softened up a lot. It has. Her voice. Her voice has finally gotten to where it's not grating on you. I think you had mentioned that it was like, yeah. oh, God. Uh, but now she's... And she's starting to explore that there's more to her life than what she had been taught as a Vulcan. Well, yeah, I think we saw that way back when uh, the the monastery or whatever that they go to, and she's like, whoa, my people are not who I thought my people were, which haven't we all had that moment? <laughs> yeah. So recently in this history of Trip into Paul, she got married on Vulcan. Yes, in that like happened. the fourth or fifth episode, Home, the episode Home. Which I watched. Uh, which you watched. Okay, good. So that was yes. one I recommended last week. And and everybody goes back to Earth except for Trip into Paul. And they end up on Vulcan at her mom's place. And the mom encourages Trip to tell to Paul, love you, mm-hmm. don't want you to do this. Paul's like, I'm going to save my mom by getting married to this. For some reason, the guys on Vulcan can pull out of a marriage, but she can't. I don't know about this advanced society. No, I, 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 I think that they, they're, they're bound to each other unless they both agree. I don't know. I don't know if they can both agree to pull out completely, but... It sounded like she's not allowed to say no. And she's like, well, 
it's there's a little bit like why do you want to be with me when I don't want to be with you and he's just like because I want to be with you because raw uh-huh. it, there's no explanation for him being so very and he's he's like you can go and run off to earth whenever you want but you better come back because there was a very weird dynamic and I did not like that character yeah but I don't think you're supposed to no you're not supposed so, to and in, and in the end he ends up marrying her he does she does not say no yes trip is very 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 sad and they don't say anything about that ever from what I've seen yes and a few episodes later as you discovered in bound trip is transferred to another ship and he's just right. back on the enterprise he came back on the enterprise during the last episode by the way the one just before ba- or i think just one or two before bound well there's a whole thing with him and kelby i'll, I'll catch you up and, yeah. and what's going on all all with with that all so we've kind of slid into talking track uh because we're sort of talking about well, the fourth I, season i especially wanted to go into because they're having this passionate conversation about their relationship so i wanted to know what is her place as a married vulcan woman what are the expectations that she's putting on herself being a married vulcan they're monogamous it sounds like she's not allowed culturally that's probably a bad thing that she's got this psychic bond with trip gets a little confusing to me too but but out of her loyalty to her mom she decides to marry this guy and i believe that they had made an arrangement that they would stay married for a year which would give both of them status to be able to move on and it would it would save her mom's career and it would give him some sort of status that would allow him something it it it, it started to feel very What's the word? Logical. Having nothing to do with the emotions of one or the other party. Right. And everything to do with advantageous financially or politically. Right, right. But it it felt more political than anything else. It seems Mm, so political. Like this was just a marriage of politics. That almost makes sense for a, a culture that whether they have love or not, they deny that it has any effect on them. Right. Which is, of course, ridiculous. So marriage based on logic would make a certain amount of sense. I would actually really love to see that explored in a way that an alien would look at humans and say, that's ridiculous to marry for love. You can have love anywhere you choose to find it. You should marry for the societal um structure yeah you should get married for the protection of the family Mm -hmm. you should procreate with people that you are genetically most compatible with to create the strongest potential offspring and then you should go home to your husband or wife when you're done you should marry to create equality but that should in no way prohibit you from a, a romantic relationship in any other arena that you should choose I think that would make so much more sense for a society. By the time we get to Bound, and we're going to talk, I'm going to be recommending another three-parter when we get to recommendations here that is all about the Vulcans, and it will give to Paul some new direction and some definitely a a strong look into her own society. A really (laughs) strong look into her own society. Oh, I was going to say, for right now, though, her expressing affection. Do you like them together? Do you think there's actual chemistry there on screen? I'm starting to feel it a little bit by the time we get to the fourth quarter, fourth, fourth quarter, fourth quarter of, of Enterprise. Watching sports. It's, it's time for sports talk. Um, <laughs> by the time we get to the fourth season, I'm starting to feel like they, like that maybe they could be a couple. The problem is, is that I went through th- two and a half seasons of awkward rubdowns, foot massages. Before it ever even got natural. Right. Yeah. That, that, so by the time that they start to look like they could be together, I'm already fighting those old images. It may have been a better idea for them to have just given up on that romance, but they were apparently committed to it. Yes, they were all the way to the end. Of- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so this scene between them, it like okay, I can I can get that it's real now between the two of them. He really did feel lost when she got married. They all of those moments, I don't know. The did they didn't they mate? That was something new to me because I had assumed that they had not, but and apparently so does Trip, but 
T'Pol's pretty certain that they have. So yeah, um, that's interesting. She, she, well, as a definition of mating. <laughs> let's get to talking. Tri- was there anything else you want to talk about with this episode? Because boy, you're you're just bringing up crap tons of stuff for. I do. Like, what other things? I am because I wanted questions answered because I had such a huge problem, mm-hmm. even more than the green alien dancer nonsense Uh-oh. and storyline of men can't do anything because sex was the two of them. And I think it's even a little bit the the sneakiness, the two of them trip into Paul and their dynamic in this story as the B plot. Mm-hmm. I had a bigger problem with this than even the other storyline, which is astounding to me. But he outright lies to her about having daydreams when it's pretty clear that she might be asking, I don't know, maybe for your health or maybe for hers. Maybe you shouldn't like lie to somebody as a power dynamic because you think you're cute and you want the upper hand in a relationship. And that continues to the point where it ends with him being cold. And the response to him being cold is for her to run after and kiss him passionately. Yeah. Like, ha ha, look what I got you to do. You never would have kissed me like that if I hadn't behaved like an asshole. And that hit me so hard as part of the thing that I hate about his character. She looks like Mrs. White from Clue talking about the flames on the side of her face right now. (laughs) She's, she's got her fingers up by her face, like literally doing the same gestures. I got it. This one hits you. This one hits you in a lot of trigger points. And this is a part of how Enterprise looked back at the history of Star Trek and attempted to continue to build on those stories. Very juvenile. And, And in this case, did not work. So now we can talk some Trek. Let's talk Trek. I obviously got into stuff that you wanted to talk about with T'Pol and history and recommendations. Now go. So so I, here's the thing. What's the thing? You re- you watched some more some more Enterprise. I correct? did. I watched all of the augments. And you watched the augments. What do you think of the augments? I think that Brett Spiner, right? It's Brett. Mm-hmm. Brett. Yeah. Brent. is phenomenal of uh, as is not shocking to anybody. Yeah, he's got some chops. <laughs> just a couple. Just a just a couple million. <laughs> um and that was a fascinating. I thought that the ripped shirts were ridiculous. Um and I thought that it was a good little like three-part ditty. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Not the best Trek has ever been, but but, but a yeah, fun story like and an interesting an interesting way to build into the history of how how all the augments happened. Yeah. Yeah. I loved him moving from trying to perfect humans to trying to do the perfect thing, which of course we know is going to result in data. That was fun. Well, eventually we're going to get, uh, you know, I mean, the, 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 the family line will continue. The Sung family name will move on as they try to create the perfect being. I don't know. I never did get to watch Lo- or get to. Uh, I never did take the time to watch the stories with lore. Mm. Uh, so all I've ever heard is the stories about lore. Right, right. The lore of lore. The lore of lore. Well, that's interesting because, <laughs> you know, as, as we get so close to the end, I'm looking at what we're going to do for a wrap-up show, some of the ideas that I had. And one of them are, what are the episodes I wish we could have watched that we can't? And, you know, what are some of the things that I just wish I could have sure. told? Because so much. I mean... We're getting, I think it was 7%. 700, 680 something episodes that I didn't get to watch. Right. Yeah. It's, it's absurd. Um, so so I, I figured I'd recommend a few. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about lore and some of that stuff too, because good storylines. But you enjoyed the Brent Spiner trilogy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Did you move on past that? I don't think so. Cool. Let's but... talk about what goes on past that. Okay. What happens past that? All right. So um, I'm going to put a couple on the recommend. I'm, I'm going to put something on the recommended list here uh, that will continue the story of Pajem and of the Vulcans and talk about Vulcan leadership. And I'll say Vulcan politics, but it's not really like boardroom political so you don't have to worry about oh, that thank god so this Yay. is a this is a trilogy and it's and it's the fourth season of enterprise it starts with the seventh eighth and then the ninth episodes of the fourth season they're called the forge 
Awakening and Kirshara. Kirshara. Okay. So the Forge, Awakening, and Kirshara. And it opens up with an act of terrorism that happens uh, with the Earth Embassy on Vulcan. It's it's bombed. And there is a splinter faction of Vulcans, apparently terrorists, that um, have their own opinions about how things should be run and about their own versions of xenophobe, that kind of stuff. Sure. Phlox isn't the only one getting in bar fights. Nope. Cool. Nope. Every time, every time a new a new race shows up, everybody tries to find a reason to hate them for some reason. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> what does that mean? Right. Uh, okay. So in this, it starts there, but by the time that Archer and T'Pol get there, we are meeting to Pow, who was uh, the woman that officiated Spock's wedding. Okay. 150 years in the future. Right. And uh, we're also learning a lot about Surak, who was the teacher of all philosophy. Oh, right, right. And we learn that in a very interesting and Vulcan-y way. Cool. Yeah. I like interesting and Vulcan-y. Yeah. And it's also where we start to really look at mind melding for the first time. You'd asked that question earlier yeah, in the like, track. Why isn't T'Pol doing any of this? She's not doing it because she doesn't know how. Ooh. And she barely does the nerve pinch like ever. Right now on Vulcan, mind melding is outlawed. It is a shunned practice. As it should be. Informed consent, people. Well, this, this trilogy will explore some of that as well. So it's a great trilogy. It's on my recommended list. So those are four, fourth season, six, or I'm sorry, seven, eight, and nine. Okay. So those are the very next ones. Let me move on. I'm, so this is not necessarily a recommendation, but I promised I would talk to you about this. Remember when I told you that I would tell you about how the Klingons lost their bumps? Oh, yeah. Do they have a plastic surgery thing that happens amongst their society? It's actually not. They try to create their own version of augments. Klingon augments. Oh, using okay. Sung's work. So now that you've seen the augments. That's actually kind of fascinating. Right? Okay. Well, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't go well for them. It's probably not going to, sure. And the next thing you know, after this episode is over, some of them are going to look like humans. That would make sense with the guy who turned himself into looking like a human. There you go. And so you're going <laughs> to end up with... To put a bomb in a treble. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Because why not? Best bad guy plan ever. It is, right? Put, to put a bomb in a triple. Um, so so those, so those episodes are the 15th and 16th episodes of the fourth season, and they're called Affliction and Divergence. It's a very flocks-heavy episode. Cool. Since it's very medical and there's there's this... This this affliction with the, the name of the episode is affliction. So affliction and divergence. There are a couple of decent fourth season episodes, uh, but I would still recommend. Have you seen Redemption yet? No. If you really want to watch something about Klingons, go back and watch a Redemption episodes. If you're gonna watch, you know, a two parter. No, I think what I'm gonna do just to kind of piss you off is I'm gonna go all the way back to the beginning with the original series and watch them in order with the ones that, and then I can see all of the ones I've mm. seen. As they yes. came out, and that should get me through at like years. If hey, if you watch an episode every day, it takes you two years to go through all of them. So is that what you did? Mm-hmm. Before the fiftieth anniversary, that's what I did. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I started. I started that's two insane. years beforehand. I know. The math of that is insane. I hear ya. So um, those are a couple of a couple of fourth season. There's a lot more, and we're going to talk more about the fourth season next week when we do our our last Enterprise show. Yes, we have one more after one our last one that we'll be doing. Uh, so we'll get to that soon. So we'll talk more about the fourth season. I'll make a couple more fourth season recommendations. But, but. <laughs> I am so excited to recommend for you some original series episodes to go back and watch in preparation for next week. Okay. Yes. So, and I'm going to start with this one. Did you watch the episode of the original series Arena with the Gorn? Because you mentioned the Gorn in Bound when they talked about the Gorn. You mentioned, you knew him. I know the Gorn from the lore around the Gorn. Okay. So you haven't seen the Gorn episode yet. I don't think so. Arena is the Gorn episode. It's the 19th episode of the first season of the original series. It pits Captain Kirk. Remember him? 
Remember Captain Kirk? From way back when in the future? From way back when in the future, yes. With the big uh-huh. yellow shirt that gets ripped every mm-hmm. other episode. I bet it gets ripped when he's fighting this guy. Oh, and then some. He gets dirtied and bloodied in this one because he's going to be hand-to-hand combat with a big giant lizard. I mean, is the lizard protecting its babies? Because that might just be the next thing on the evolutionary chain. Well, I, I would suggest... That I, love, I love the episode, Arena. I think it's a fun episode. And we're going to meet the modern-day version of Gorn. Okay. In next week's episode. So okay. if you want to learn what the Gorns were like beforehand, before we got CGI... Sure. When we put a guy in a suit... To be a lizard. There's really no other way to do it. Well, we'll see what happens with next week. But yeah, the Gorn next week is a little bit different. So, are we talking next week? Then? No, we're talking about. I am. I am making recommendations. I am making. Oh, rec- okay. These are these are background recommendations for you. You could go back and watch Mirror Mirror if you wanted to, but you've already seen it. I have, but it was a good one. I enjoyed the swashbuggling aspects. And you could go about, right? You could like re-familiarize yourself with that. You could go watch Crossover from Deep Space Nine because we watched that one. Another Mirror episode. Um, The only other episode that I'm going to recommend that you do to get prepped for next week is called The Tholian Web. And in The Tholian Web, there's two things you need to know. One, we meet the Tholians. They're a new race. They're a weird race. They are really, really weird. Now, if you don't meet them in the Tholian web, you'll definitely meet them in our next episode. And in the Tholian web, and I'll spoil this right now for anybody that doesn't want to go back and watch that, there was another ship that disappears by the end of that ship, another starship, just like the Enterprise, called the Defiant. Yes, another Defiant before the Defiant from Deep Space Nine. I couldn't think of new names. So anyway, there's this Constitution class ship called the Defiant that disappears and and goes to another dimension. And we don't know what happens to it, but it disappears. And we meet the Tholians in the Tholian web. And those are the two pieces of information you need to know. And now you are prepped. Now I am prepped. For next week. So next week. Next week, I already know what's going to happen. Yeah. So here's what I want you to imagine. Okay. Do I need to close my eyes? You are Mirror Jessica. Okay. So I'm the bitchy housewife, right? Of something? The housewife of something? Whatever Mirror Jessica could be for you. (laughs) Oh, we're not going off of each other's ones that we've talked about before. No, no, no. I'm saying you are Mirror Jessica for the next week. Well, I'm definitely wearing a half shirt and I have a six pack. That... Because I am built in the mirror. That is completely true. (laughs) That is completely true. And you have a knife hanging from your... From your... uh, Heck yes. A sash on your hip. I... Can picture it already. I probably have a sassy haircut and a lot of eye makeup. And you're going to sit down and watch an episode of Star Trek Enterprise as though you were watching Star Trek Enterprise, if it were the mirror universe. So your (laughs) final episode of Enterprise, the 18th and 19th episodes, a two-parter from the fourth season, is called In a Mirror Darkly. Episodes one and two. In a mirror, darkly. Okay. Okay. And you are going to be watching an episode where everything takes place in the mirror universe. In fact, and you probably already have this figured out, the Defiant ship is the only thing in this episode that's not from the mirror universe. Everything is in the mirror universe. Including, by the way, you can't skip... You can't skip intro this week. Okay. You can't skip intro. I want to hear what the Mirror Universe intro sounds like, because I bet it's not... Did they change the music? They change everything. Okay, good. They change the music. They change the visuals. I am telling you, watch the the opening teaser. You have... You are... You are... We got her to watch First Contact, folks. We got her to watch First Contact in front of a pool in the middle of Las Vegas. (laughs) But she saw it. She saw the the scene that we're going to be seeing replayed replayed at the beginning of this episode you're gonna love this i, ugh, I love okay, it okay i don't even know i I feel like i should know what that means but i, I you'll don't know so. you'll know the moment that mm-hmm. it happens you'll say oh right it'll be one of those it'll be one of those i'll be texting you i'll be like this is it <laughs> <laughs> i'll see your tweets all right so so this is the part where i say this is going to be happening sunday evening september 23rd 2018 follow along at begin the trek on Twitter, if Twitter's your jam. Facebook, we love getting messages. 
at beginning the track or beginningthetrack.com. It shows up there when we release it on Wednesday. The 26th. Obviously, you can email us at uh, info at beginningthetrek.com. Like, share, subscribe. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're we're 50 episodes in, so let's make sure you get those last couple episodes. So let's get that subscription button pushed. If if you've been on the fence, downloading us episode by episode (laughs) all the way through till now. You're crazy. What is... (laughs) Now's your chance to commit. If you really want to commit... Send us a couple bucks with that donate button on our website. We would really, really appreciate it, and it will help We'd us. We'd be incredibly keep grateful. This stuff up. Let's keep sharing Star Trek with as many people as we can. Thank you so much. Um, do you want to give a prediction? I, it's almost. Oh, right. I have to give a prediction. You have to give a so prediction. So, this is Super Mirror. Like, we're probably going to start in the Mirror Universe. And it's going to go through a whole. Like, we're not even going to. We're not even going to see the Enterprise as we know them. That's what I'm getting from you. Mm. It's not even going to be a thing. So this is going to be an episode. I'm trying to remember what happens with Kirk is that they have a whole evil uh, thing. It's the Federation, but evil, essentially. This is going to be the inception of that. The Terran Empire was what we ran into. Is going to be created because of this episode. And the Vulcans were, were obviously, you know, a part of it and they were with them. So good. Yeah. That's perfect. No, that's perfect. So you're going to you are so your prediction is we're going to see the formation of the Terran Empire? Yes. That's it. All right, perfect. It. Got it. Cuz you gave away everything else. It's mirror everything. There's going to be lots of fights and deceptions and betrayals and probably some stabbings. <laughs> Ooh, but not too graphic because it is Star Trek. Because it's Star Trek. So, uh, have fun with the mirror with your final episode of Enterprise. We've got something really special signed lined up for those of you that I think I've only spoiled the, oh, that was one other thing I forgot mm. to mention. Also next week, for those of you, you're not going to believe this, but next week, for those of you that tune in and we get all the way to the end, I am going to spoil. Yes, Mr. Don't Spoil Anything. I am going to personally spoil the series finale of Star Trek Enterprise so you don't have to watch it. Score. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know you don't realize that that's a score, but I'm going to talk about the next ener- the next episode, and I'm going to talk about it in no uncertain terms. I would suggest, for those of you that haven't seen it, wait till I talk about it first. Oh, really? Yep. Don't go watch it. Your ego is showing, man. Don't go watch it. Yeah. In this case, for the first time, I'm going to recommend that you allow me to spoil or com- like completely spoil an episode, or not completely, but a lot of it, okay. before you watch it. Anyway, we'll talk about it then. Okay. That's it. Are we all done? We're done. We're done. Let's call it a day. You go and put on Mirror Jessica costume or Mirror Jessica, I don't know. It will very likely be yoga pants and like a sweater and some Netflix. And that's what's going to (laughs) happen. It's not very different from actual real Jessica. (laughs) Turns out the Mirror Universe is not that different than our own. Like I'm just as lazy in that world too. Perfect. Well, you go be in the Mirror Universe, watch the Mirror Star Trek, and uh, we will talk next week. The flames? (laughs) Flames on the side of my face. Oh, my God. (laughs) You are passionate. Passionate about... I will rant. God damn it. We love you for it, Jessica. Jessica.